Hey guys, Tim Shorts of Gothridge Manor doing a Saturday podcast. Just kind of hanging out today a little bit, enjoying uh, the weather. It was re- kind of rainy and peaceful actually this morning, and now it's the sun's coming out, and it's actually turning into a nice day again. So I, I got I wanted to make a quick comment about anchor stuff. I. Uh, been messing around with the new app and it's kind of cool that you can add messages now on the on the website but now I, I can't seem to find the voicemails on my uh, phone anymore so it's like I, I know people send them to me and I can kind of find them listening to them but when I try to add them to the podcast they kind of vanish on me so I, I gotta learn how to with this new app you know with the new app update i don't know it just seems like it gives me all my voicemails that i've sent out recently so a couple things i want to say congratulations to tankar eric congratulations one full year no missed days of podcasts i mean i know you were a freak but that's pretty impressive i mean you do i mean you do it regularly with your blog so i mean i guess i shouldn't be too surprised but still, uh, podcast every every day for a year is an impressive feat. So, uh, but I do have to add this one thing. I'm gonna have to find the voicemail. Spike Pit, listen very, listen very closely. This is important to both you and I. All right, Tim, you bastard! You finally talked me into it. It's my last day of work. For 12 days off, so I know what you're talking about. You say you got a whole lot of shit to do next week. That was this week for me. It's all done. I got 12 days off. I've been hearing you talk about this shit now forever. So, and I appreciate all your answers to my uh, three part answers, the Triple Jackson, to my uh, podcast, looking for movies and ideas. So, here it is. I'm sitting down. I got my Captain and Coke. I got a big fat bowl of weed, and I'm going to play it. Listen. Robin of Sherwood, Amazon Prime. It's on, baby. Michael Prade is... <laughs> we got him, Colin. He's one of us now. He, his, I believe his very first comment he said while he was watching it was, Made Marion's hot. I'm like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And then he then he uh, proceeded to make comparisons of what Michael Parade kind of looks like uh, Steve Perry from Journey there for a little bit, but... I think everybody back in that uh, time period had that same kind of look. <laughs> I know I probably had something similar to it too. So, yeah, it was kind of fun. So, that Joe is now going to be a Robin and Sherwood fan, I think. I think he's hooked, which is cool. I did a Triple Jackson on him the other day because he was asking for movies and uh, TV shows that he thought the younger generation might benefit from from watching, and he was going to give them like in-game experience for watching these movies and TV shows. Which, why not? I think that's kind of cool, you know. 
so uh, it's not like something I I know I know I had one GM or or like if you brought him in a pop or something like that you know you could bribe him for XP so uh, I know some of the guys were, were into that I imagine Joe would have probably bought him a whole case just to level up Yo, do a lawyer. Dude, I love those tables. I'm going to use every goddamn one of them. I was just thinking about stuff, too, in terms of uh, exploration and whatnot. The things that people generally never do are, like, bug bites. You know, it's like a big thing. I had Lyme disease, right? And started in Lyme, Connecticut. I live in Connecticut. So um, I was thinking, one little freaking tick bite could cause a whole lot of trauma, danger problems for the rest of your life. Now, I'm sure there's cure disease. The level of a guy's on an axis to cure disease, right? And so what about the onset? And what if, what if you don't know what the, the, uh, the symptoms are. Um, hidden, you know what I mean? Until all of a sudden, wham, you get hit with something. I love the squirts, first of all. Gonna have that at all the fucking time. <laughs> but I'm thinking, if bug bites cause any diseases? Give me like 20 different random diseases that, that could cause havoc on the players in the group and all that. That's that's tough. That's a fun time right there, man. Uh, we're gonna research some of that shit, maybe make a sub table. So, anywho, later. That's a two for four, Joe the lawyer. I think the reason why people don't mess around with bed or bed bugs, well, those two, don't even mention those fucking things, uh, bug bites and diseases because it's just, it's kind of not a heroic thing in a way, you know, it's just, that's an everyday thing. And like a game like Dungeons and Dragons, I don't think it would work with, unless it was like a specific thing. Like if the players were going into let's just say the Isle of Dread and they know this one place is infested with these certain kind of bugs that can give you the heebie-jeebies and you go in there knowing that then okay yeah but if it's just like a little tick bite in the woods because that and you get Lyme disease or whatever then it's sort of like Ugh. now I can see that working in Harn because Harn is very realistic and you, you mean you can you can get uh hurt by many many things I, I know one of my first adventures in Arn I wasn't prepared enough to deal with rain and because I was traveling in rain I got very very fatigued and it made me very it made it very difficult for me to do anything and the reason why I wasn't very prepared for the rain one was I didn't know the rules of Harn I was just kind of playing Two, I was coming off, you know, playing Dungeons and Dragons, Advanced Dungeons and Dragons, back in the, you know, mid mid '80s. So you go from a heroic fantasy to sort of a very realistic type fantasy, and it's a tough it's tough to shift down. And then and then plus, like we we were unprepared to. It's one of those things when you go into an adventuring world. Say in this case, Harn, where you're going to go out in the rain, and you might not know the rules that well, but then they—they, they, I mean, they almost kill your character because you don't know these rules. And but it would be something that the character would probably know to prepare for. Like if my guy is, you know, he's in his mid twenties and he's going on his adventuring career, going to the next town, he's going to prepare for that because he knows rain is. Um, can have some severe negative effects on you. So, 
and it's it's always one of those deals when you're when you're dealing with a new system or dealing with a new setting you have to you're always trying to play that balancing game of what they would know what they wouldn't know and what you know don't give them too much because you don't want to you want the, the sense of discovery too with the with the players but you definitely don't want to piss them off by missing small details like that. And that's what one of the things that was so aggravating about Harn is like we weren't even doing anything and we were dying. We were walking through the rain. And then we had never, like in our Dungeons & Dragons game, we always hand wave rations. Well, in Harn, it all of a sudden it became an issue. But we didn't buy any food because in our other system, dungeon, we didn't have to worry about it. So we just didn't do it. So... In this case, boom, here we go again. Now, now we're now we don't have any food. Fuck. So now we're getting more exhaustion because of that. And this is the old infamous thing where we weren't sure what to do. We didn't bring any rations. So we went into this farmer's field and hunted down a cow and it was very, very difficult. There's some discrepancies in the story, but since I'm telling it, uh, <laughs> my version goes. Where we went into this farmer's field while it was raining and trying to hunt down this cow so we could kill it and, you know, get some steaks or something like that to get recharged. We couldn't find the cow. So, even though, you know, there was a barn and different things like that. And even though we would have had to probably fight the farmer for it. I don't, I don't remember those details, but... But it's those expectations from one game to another because there's a lot of discussion online these days about like the the differences of you know the power differences between like a 5e game and then something like a an old school essentials game that I'm playing uh, and GMing in. God, we got a lot of bees around our place right now. Holy shit! Yeah, never mind. Uh, <laughs> But I think it's the expectation when you go in there, because like in a 5e game, yeah, those guys are going to be a lot more powerful than a first level person in 5e, character in 5e is going to be a lot more powerful than a first level character in uh, old school games. They're going to be more of that low level, almost, uh, I don't want you want to say realistic, but kind of a more, you know, you get hit by a sword, you're going to die, where in... Um, 5e you get enough hit points because they they don't only just roll your hit points you get like a a base of hit points too like 20 plus d8 or something like that i don't remember don't remember it well but uh so it allows you to at least withstand a couple hits where in when you're playing the old school versions one hit and you're done sometimes a lot of times because uh, monsters on average do 1d6 points of damage and on average the players are going to have 1d6 hit points so it's it's a wash right in that beginning there until you start getting past that first level um then you then you have a chance to you know at least st statistically speaking to survive a couple hits but that but that's we all have to you know, if you're going into a game, you have to kind of mold your expectations to what's actually the system kind of implies and actually what your game master is going for. Because some game masters are not de deadly killer GMs, you know, uh, old school guys. We tend to be a little bit more deadlier. And that's just because of the system, too. Um, most of the... 
you know, we always joke around about being killer GMs, but most of the time we're really not. We're, but, uh, I mean, my games are very deadly. Uh, like in my Wednesday night game, I'm thinking they've probably lost close to 20 henchmen, if not more. The main players haven't died, although the one guy, Ken's character, the halfling, almost died twice, I think, and Rob's character almost died once. I think the only one who hasn't been in severe, like in critical condition, was uh, Chris's character, the, the mage. Now in my Monday night group, Matt's halfling has gone down almost every single game that he's been in, but he hasn't died. He's always been around that zero level or one negative one level, so they've been able to revive him. Where Joe's character just he just he just got annihilated. I mean, um, when uh, you get held by a cleric and then you've got a knoll just teeing off on your skull. You don't have much of a chance. And then I rolled a nat 22, so yeah, he was he was gone. But that's the difference. I mean, I, I have never played Pathfinder, but I imagine Pathfinder is kind of more on the spectrum of a uh, you know a 5e game because there's a lot of feats, a lot of powers, a lot of little doodads that you got to keep track of and ability scores. And but down at the other spectrum where you have like a because everybody thinks like you know old school games are tough like first edition white box those are tough games granted they are i mean they're the survivability of those are pretty low but harn's worse harn's a lot because i mean where where like a white box or um a, you know core role kind of system is deadly mainly in combat like i said in harn the weather can screw you up not eating can screw you up. You know, there's actually rules kind of sort of implemented in there. And, and, you know, they have disease for pretty much everything. And it's a cool system. It really is. It's a cool setting. I mean, I absolutely love the the stuff that I get there. Rob, Rob, my friend Rob, has been a member of the, the they have a subscription base for it. And Rob's been a member of it, I think, from almost the beginning if not from the beginning, then very close to it. So he makes sure that if he gets doubles or something that I get, he gives me his doubles so I can uh, have them. And I just, there's so much minutia in there that you can throw into your game. It's, it's a wonderful thing. But I think expectations with system, with your players, between the players and the GM, are two things that have to be considered. It doesn't really, I mean, you could, you could play 5e like it was a 1e game or, or, or a 0e game. I mean, it, it wouldn't take much. Just a few adjustments. Get rid of those freaking base hit points, and then guess what? You're going to have bodies dropping on the floor everywhere. Death saves or no death saves. Uh, that's the other thing. It's, I, I should have gone into that. Like, you know... That you can see the death mechanics in a lot of the games. Like some of them, if you get zero hit points or lower, bleh, you're dead. Some of them, I think AD&D was negative 10 hit points. You're dead. Where in 5th edition, there is no negative hit points. They don't even count negative hit points. You're just, you you know, if you're just dead at zero hit Well, you're almost dead, like Princess Bride. Almost, they're nearly dead or almost dead. 
and you get your three save, you know, your, I think, is it, is it three? You have to make three death saves to get back up, or if you fail these three death saves, then you're done. So it just depends. It's a 50-50 shot, I guess. I think it's 11 or above, and you're okay. 10 and below, you're, it's a fail. Which is a good, I mean, it's a good system, I think, in some ways. It adds a lot of tension to the situation, especially with a magical world. You know, especially if I was playing with kids, I would definitely go for something like that. It probably wouldn't start out as deadly with with uh, the campaign and try to keep it, um, <laughs> I guess, death-friendly. I'm not sure if that's the right term, but... or, or uh, life friendly so that way if someone goes down there's like a chance or two that they can be revived back up but do it in a way that it plays into the system plays into the situation and builds tension and, and it becomes part of the game not just oh okay you'll be fine you'll just lay there for a little bit and then you'll pop back up all right, I think I'm done with doing this expectation. I didn't expect talking about this, but it just popped into my mind because I was I was seeing people argue between 5e and the beginning editions again, and it's just sort of like you know, it's it's a fun argument because you know the old school guys kind of you know rah rah rah, and then the 5e guys, but wait, you guys just you, you guys suck because you don't the, all your characters are the same and you can't do anything, and you know so the the same old tired arguments go around. Um, most of the time when I see them, though, they're, they are uh, in good sport, you know. They make their points, though, because, like, both of them are right, though. That's it. I mean, that's that's the deal. The arguments sometimes come out with the, with the real truths, and it's fine. You just have to accept the games for what they are. And, not, and I, I like, if I'm going to play 5e, I'm going to play 5e. I'm not going to try to house rule it down to make it, um, like, a BX style. If I want a BX style game, I'll run a BX style. Why would I do that, you know? I don't know. All right, guys. Take care. Have a good, great, great, great Saturday. Roll better than me, which is not that hard. And we'll talk soon. Too late. I swiped left. Sorry. <laughs>